Thanks for tuning in to the Hungry for Race podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Wood, and joining me today will be Josh, one of our premier brokers that we work with pretty regularly. So let's jump in on the action. Summer, right along the Bay Area, and he made me unload his truck every stop. Jeez, uh, free, man. Free child slave labor, uh, you know, using the pallet jack, unloading, unloading trucks. I worked at Lowe's. Um, doing basically like lumber services. I was doing uh, unloading trucks, working the graveyard shift um, when my son was first born. Uh, I was I was about 18, wow. 19 then. Um, then I worked at a electronics company at, yeah. in the warehouse doing receiving and stocking. I got promoted there to a, a warehouse manager. So I was uh, managing the warehouse then um, I did like a sales job there for a little bit and I moved into another company doing purchasing, um, okay. purchasing and operations for another electronics company. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I actually, this job kind of fell into my lap. I got, I got back, I got into the brokerage side, just into, I had a friend who was actually being hired at the same company told me that they were hiring. I went and applied, told them about my experience in the wow. industry and seemed like a perfect fit. So Josh, it seems like you've been around freight for a long time in your life. Uh, grew up in it, you know, your family's involved with it. You've been more of a hands-on experience, you know, with warehouses and, and managing uh, freight and unloading and loading and whatnot. So do you like that better than the brokerage side? I like the, I like, People, I like working with people. Um, sure. I also um, have a lot of ADD. Like I'm, I'm, my mind is all over the place. All over the um, place, yeah. So this job and and what I do right now works very well for. I can definitely see that. My brain. Yeah, it's like I have to be on this load, and then so and so is calling yeah. me from this company. I got to jump over here and yeah. contact this customer. Also, um, it helps my people skills. I feel like I get to talk to a bunch of different dispatchers and drivers as well as customers and customer reps. So many personalities, um, you know? Yeah, so many different personalities. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, it just seems a lot. Yeah, I definitely get a, a, a picture of people that are involved in freight. They have some type of pre-exposure to freight, whether it be like their family, their close relatives, a close friend that, that, that they have that has that uh, exposure to them in freight, whether it be like a driver, a dispatcher, a broker, uh, a shipper, a customer, whoever it will be, they have some form of close exposure to you know the aspects of freight, and I think it's really interesting to see that it carries over to a lot of different people um, that we work with. One, the successful people are. Um, I feel like one, the successful people are have more of a background in it, mm-hmm. um, other than the college kids who come out and hit the brokerage <laughs> or hit the dispatch, and they don't know. What- Right, we uh, we call them the Chicago brokers. Uh, same thing with like uh, when they, once they get out of college, the uh, TQL tends to just snipe them right up. They don't, and plus they have no. Um, it also helps with your success in terms of empathy. I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Being able to relate with like you have a, a father who's a driver, you're like, right. okay, I get it. Like I, I know get it. what he's going through. Yeah, like that's my dad. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think that really attributes to how successful I've been in in dispatching and like what 
how I can translate those close experiences, like with my dad being a driver, into being a good dispatcher. So I think that's really, uh, really, really true. So thanks for sharing that. So the next thing I want to kind of touch on is, you know, what quarter one's going to look like, you know, what's going to look like for a carrier, what's going to look like for a broker. But obviously, since, you know, you're the broker on here, uh, what it is for you and how, uh, what it looks like for you and like what you do to maintain it or help out with it and then what we can do together. And then, you know, what it really, you know, kind of translate to as like the whole, because I know back in the day, you know, several years ago, we were like out brokers, you know, they're, they're only, you know, in it for the money on quarter one, because this is the time for them to make up for the losses that they had for quarter three, quarter four. So, so, I mean, I guess there, there's a couple of different things with that. Like one is the question, what is a normal quarter one look mm-hmm. like? Because we've been in summer for the last two years. Yeah. Facts. It's, it's literally been a uh, freight summer as, as we call it. Um, this, this is not a quarter one right now, but that would mean crazy prices, ridiculous prices. Yeah. Just... Yeah, the prices are crazy right now. We have a ton more volume, and mm-hmm. and and than we normally have. Usually, quarter one sees um, a, a large drop off in terms of volume and yeah. what people are shipping out, and that's where those prices come into play. And I feel like a lot of, I know brokers usually do get a bad rap because people feel like we're hoarding things from them right it's not necessarily that we're holding things away from carriers um it's that we have limited amounts of shipments and customer rates are usually less and and then what we're allowed to take in terms of margin um tends to be less so like for example well, this summer i have say a thousand let's say i have a thousand loads to move yeah. on one one day well, if I can't cover everything, we're going to have to start taking losses because we need to keep our customers happy. So right. that way we have freight every day. That way we can stay in business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the, the cost of business. Well, in Q in Q1, usually we have a lot less freight and a lot more carriers. Um, and so we tend to be able to pick and choose which carriers are better. And I think that ties directly into um, why a relationship is important between yeah a broker and a carrier it's for those kind of times when when freight isn't the best yeah and you know things can get pretty tough whenever you're looking at you know dollar per mile going from like 350 a mile average down to like two dollars you know where it was so you know you know i know that's just what i'm looking at is like i've seen rates this past year that i didn't even think were possible you know starting off you know back years before we were at, we we're at like a dollar 85 for like a really good lane, you know what I mean? Now we're at like three, four, five, six, seven dollars a mile. So it's like one of those things where it's almost like a like like a like a big bur- a bubble about to pop. You know, it's like like what do you think you know is going to happen? That is it things going to go stable? Is things things going to go down a little bit far? Do you think that's going to be something that we can maintain? Like, what do you think on that? I think it's like the same thing with the housing market or anything else. It's like once prices go up. It's hard for them to ever go that far back down unless yeah. there's a, a big change. Right yeah. now, I don't see an end in sight in terms of of volume. Um, we have a lot of things that are still being shipped. We have a lot of customers. Yeah. Uh, but but, it, but all this stuff, I was actually talking with someone the other day about it. Um, we have to contribute our inflation across the country. It's it can also there's a lot of different factors. But the amount of money that carriers and owner operators and people are asking for and is driving up the price that customers have to pay 
which in turn drives up the price of goods. Right. So I'll sure, suit. sure things sure we might be paying more right now, but what's that gonna do to that bottle of Coca Cola that you're yeah. doing? Yeah. Or the, you know those mattresses or whatever True. it is you're shipping. Those customers aren't going to take it from their profit. Yeah. That's just that's just. I mean, that's the capitalist society that we live in. It's that's not coming out of their profits. And we're not talking about hundreds or hundreds of dollars. We're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per load, each one. Each load, each, yeah. Each load. Yeah. Each load, and for these customers that move thousands of loads, that's that's you know. Millions, millions, millions of dollars to their to their bottom line. Right, it's already starting to happen. Uh, but another thing that's on my team uh, pretty regularly is that fuel is still high, and and they're not going to bring a lot of these rates down too far because the fuel is pretty high right now. It's it's really high across the board, like three sixty something a gallon uh, average right now. So that's one thing that's I think is really helping to maintain the rates and the way they are right now. A lot of us, a lot of us do do i mean usually when we build customers too like we we get a fuel surcharge so like yeah. if you're on a the the problem is the, the way that you operate as a carrier who is only sourcing loads off of the dat board and looking for spot market rates all the time mm-hmm. is completely different than your business model for someone who has dedicated lanes with customers like if you're if you're contracted into a lane then we're going to give you a base rate plus a fuel surcharge so as fuel increases across the country our rates will change because we're paying you a certain amount for every mile of fuel but when you're looking at spot rates on the dap board and picking loads off every day then then you don't see those those fuel charges that we have to add in you're just like oh i need more money for this and what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll add it in the rate as a fuel surcharge. That's how they'll get their rates up. That's how they'll hey, this is an extra hundred bucks because you know this is the fuel surcharge, quote unquote, right? Um, that's a good point. So like another another thing that I've really tried to focus on as I moved forward in dispatching, you know, several years, uh, like two or two years or so into dispatching, is I focus more on like the carrier relations side, like making sure that we are able to establish good uh, relationships with different carrier uh, different brokers um in order for us to uh you know help us in those tough times you know what i mean whether it be really good you know freight seasons really bad freight seasons you know whatever will be having those relationships really help um you know kind of even the scales if you will um and maybe maybe not in like the dedicated you know aspect of it like dedicated freight but more at least just like hey i know this broker is there for me i know he'll help me we have a good relationship whatever it will be you know with that so how do you think that we can you know move towards that more or be better in that um as we progress you know in our in our careers i i 100 always push the carrier broker relationship i feel like we we have to we rely on each other yeah like you guys you guys need brokers we need carriers yeah you know customers need both of us um i feel like it i always push that and i think that we need to just continue stressing that it's hard to get that across to owner operators or drivers yeah because especially like owner operators that work with the dispatching service it doesn't seem like they're them relying or, or, or caring as much on the broker carrier relationship because they're just like, well, my dispatcher is going to find me another 
no matter what, they're going to find me the load I need. Right. That's their job. That's right. what I'm paying them for. I don't care how difficult it is for them to do that or how difficult I make it. That's your job. What am I paying you for? And yeah. that's, I mean, and, and that's where like a, a little disconnect comes into play. Um, I think pushing for, for stuff that's more dedicated is always beneficial. Um, you know, you have drivers who want to be home at certain times, want to be home for certain holidays. Um, and then growing that relationship with each other is helpful when times do get slow. Like right now, I all, you know, all Q4 outbound California, outbound SoCal stuff off the charts, just tons yeah. of loads yeah. every single day, paying great money, literally hit Q1. And it's like a brick wall. It's I've seen a, a great drop off in the wow. rates just because people are restocking people are doing their their you yeah. know they're fi- ending their fiscal year doing yeah. their budgets right and i don't have as much capacity outbound but when i but as a broker i have relationships that i've built with the customer side so yeah. i get loads still and any of those good paying loads i go straight to my carriers who have been running with me for the last you know six months year two years whatever whatever relationship I have with them, I'm like, okay, I know exactly who wants this. This yeah. is who I'm going to call. And that's why the relationship's important. Um, otherwise, because I have people who hit me up and they're like, hey, like, I could do this now for the same rate. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Like, I have someone You had your who, chance. Yeah, I yeah. have someone else who I know needs it right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is uh, just making sure that that carrier is going to service your customer well. I think that's, like, very uh, important. It's something that doesn't really get brought up too much is, like, you know, that's part of your job, too. Like you you need to make sure that this carrier is going to service that customer that you worked hard getting to make sure that freight is going to be delivered on time. So I think that's a very um you know, very good point when it comes to, you know, freight volumes and what's available and like who you're picking and choosing, right? That's why relationships are so important. Um, So another thing too is like, what would be like, I would say top three things that you just cannot stand with a carrier. It's like, okay, this guy did this. If they did this, whatever it will be like, I'm done. I can't work with you anymore. Like it's, it is like the, you know, taboo of freight. Like, what do you think are the top three things that a carrier can, can do to really ruin a lot relationship? your number you know whatever it would be honesty dishonesty is the first thing i mean Mm -hmm. if i if i catch someone lying to me um i just don't trust them like i won't want to work with them like you know that and that's in terms of updates um saying that they're going to make a pickup they don't um also so when we on the brokerage side for me the way i was taught was there's three types of carriers and you need all three um there is the carrier who is impeccable with tracking who's on EDI, who's on um, macro point, yep. everything's tracked. They show up on time. Um, it runs like clockwork um, and they're going to be expensive. They're going to be usually more expensive, yeah. but they offer that level of service. Then you have the cheap carriers who go MIA for <laughs> fucking the whole, excuse me, they go MIA <laughs> for the whole day and they tell you, oh yeah, no, we picked it up and you find out they're three hours late but they're giving you dirt cheap bottom yeah. rates yeah, yeah. And, and i mean that's where you make profit and then you have the mid-range which is average rates average level of service yeah. you might have to call a couple of times to get driver info but it gets done um and those are the really the three types anything that that falls outside of those three types um 
it just doesn't make sense. Like if you have the carriers with bad service asking high rates, why would we book? Yeah, like why? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too is there's so many. There's, there's. It's the same reason why, why outbound Southern California pays more than outbound Montana. There's more volume. There's yeah. there's a higher level. There's more loads than there are carriers in in, in Southern California. Whereas the opposite in somewhere like Montana, there's probably right. more carriers than we have actual freight. Right. So it's going to be cheaper and it's the same way with service. Yeah, I think you touched on a really good point is the honesty part. Because I know back, you know, whenever I first started, you know, a year or two in, we would we would try well, regularly try to uh, fudge some things over just to make sure that we get, you know, we're on the same page or we get this load covered or we get this broker, believe this story, whatever it will be. But I think a lot of it... Um, really is uh you know is the honesty part is so is so true because it's brutal brutal honesty is what really makes it in this business it really sets you apart from everyone else that's that's the industry like the, the way that i tell my carriers is you tell me the truth like i'm your advocate i'm yeah. your like my job title is a is a representative for carriers yeah. like you tell me the truth and you let me figure out what we need to do to be able to get it to work for you right like if right. you guys are, are running late and and they want an update then let me know why we're running late and and i could at least be transparent but so so in terms of like things i think honesty is a big one um you know being being on time or being accountable right um i'm, I'm reading the four agreements right now and what's the <laughs> it's your word like be impeccable yeah, yeah right your word has to be impeccable you right. need to to just do what you're going to say you're going to do. If you commit to something, um, then you're committed to it. Right. And I think a third thing is someone shopping on me. Like if someone books a loan oh, yeah. and I find out that they, yeah. they, oh, I can't do that. Well, I see your truck posted on the back. Yeah, it's uh, very common in this market. I mean, you figure you got loads that are paying, already paying like 350 325 a mile. And then you look at a load like, oh, it's the exact same lane, but it's $4. Well, I'm just going to go grab that one right now. So there really seems to be a lack of loyalty when you mix in with these crazy, crazy high rates right now moving you know, in this particular market. I feel like we're all, I feel like we're all pirates in terms of <laughs> like we're all sailing the seven seas trying to find the best load we want the yeah. best i mean we're there's no there's no denying that we're a business and yeah. we need to make profits too yeah so of course we want you know to make a better margin but we we like we want carriers who are going to do the right thing yeah and and yeah i mean it's just it's kind of where we're at yeah, there's definitely a balance to that. There's definitely like, you know, being the person you talked about, but also being that person that's, you know, really honest, you know, like one thing working with you that that, that I've experienced is, you know, you, like, hey, you know, I'll tell you something that's really bad. It goes on with the loads, you know, whatever happens with the load, but you're like, hey, this sucks, sucks. It puts me in a bad position, but let's figure it out. Let's move on. Let's, you know, let's figure something out, a solution versus that guy, that broker is just like, okay, well, this is your problem. I'm not dealing with it, you know, we're done. You shouldn't have told me this. Whatever it'll be, this is awful. And then just hangs up on you, and you never hear from him again. Yeah, I've, I've learned um, no is not a no unless the unless the truck can't move. And, right. Right. I mean, we could work something out together. I don't. 
Um, and the, I mean, the motto I tell, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it a million times because I always tell you is a, a dime a day is better worth a, uh, worth more than a dollar. Sunday. I rather, I rather have your capacity as a carrier who has, you know, 50 trucks on the road, 30 trucks on the road. I rather book 30 trucks and make a dime on each one than book one and make a dollar. Yeah, it's really, it kind of be difficult, you know, with that balance because, you know, you know, on our end and our side, you know, we're trying to, you know, service the owner operator and, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, when you talk to them and you work with them, you know, they want every single penny that you can get out of, you know, no matter, no matter who it is, no matter what broker you work with, no matter what relationship you have, a lot of them really just want the most money, um, you know, they can on every single load. And I get it, totally understand. Uh, but there is definitely like that balance between like, okay, this broker takes care of you. This one will pay your detention. This one will, you know, be there at two o'clock in the morning for, you know, a lumper, you know, whatever it will be like, they'll have that versus this random nobody who will pay you that extra 50 or a hundred dollars, um, that, that won't do that. And there's definitely a balance between all that. And I think that's really important to, to note. Having that personal relationship really ties in into yeah. that. I think that um, I I don't know if this is without like putting drivers down because as I said my mom was a driver my stepdad is still a driver to the yeah. day he's like yeah. sixty something years old still a driver Jeez. and and he's like drivers think about themselves and their family that's yeah. where that's that's where that that's the that's where it line. is that's that's all that's all that matters and that's yeah. that's fair i mean yeah. that's that's what they do yeah for a dispatcher you have to think about your broker right. negotiating with them and the driver and your company right then as a broker i have to think about the driver the dispatcher the customer the shipper the receiver i have to think about like all these different things and making it work a lot of times when we're negotiating rates i'm I, i'm pretty transparent with you guys all the time i'll be like hey this is how much our customers paying us like i need to be at this i'll right. really, i'll tell my my carriers hey there's this other offer in here i have to be able to beat it right like i understand it's i understand you want to be at seventeen hundred dollars i need to be at sixteen fifty this customer representative is not letting me take it for a dollar more. Like yeah. I'll make it up on something. And that's, that's another good thing about the relationship is you help me when I need help to move the freight. And then I'll help you when you need help to move the truck. If we can't, if we can't get $1,700 on this load today and we have to do 1600, well then you're only asking for 2000 tomorrow. I'm going to give you 2100 because I owe you a hundred bucks. But, but that's a, that's a relationship, you know, like that's, um, you know, that's how you work in this business and thrive. And I remember you, uh, telling me the other day, like, I thought it was hilarious, but like you were saying, like, Hey, that's what we call them. The dat rats, you call us dat rats. If we sorted it by the highest, you know, the highest load from the dat board, sort of by the highest load and then just book it from there. That's what, that's what you guys called the, the dat rats. Um, that's what you rats. call them. Call them. Chicago brokers. We call them dat rats. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's true. So true. So true. Because you, know, you, you have to understand, like I do, the, I've been up since um, uh, I've been up since four a.m. this morning, um, posting loads on the DAT and working on because I have so much stuff to cover this weekend. Um, not even it's, I'm not even scheduled today. I'm just picked up extra time because we have so much freight to book. Wow. And I need to I need to get covered so I have more stuff for you know so so the volume stays high. 
but I always get the same calls every weekend or anytime I post a load from the same carriers. Like I know, I know right. who's just calling from the DAT. Right. And, and that's what we call the DAT rats. The people who are just scrounging, <laughs> asking for, I'll be like, you did this for a thousand dollars last week. What do you mean you need 3000 today? <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. I guess the thing that gets upsetting is that for for my for my position specifically, um, that I I try not to take personal because it's not personal. It's all business. Yeah. But for me, no matter what, the freight's going to get. I feel like almost no matter what, the freight's going to get covered for the customer. The customer rep is going to get it covered. They are going to get paid for that. Yeah. The truck is going to get covered. You guys are going to find something. So the dispatcher is going to get paid. The driver is going to get paid. But I could spend 20, 30 minutes trying to make things work out on this load. And then all of a sudden, that that driver just goes ahead and books something else. And I'm, I'm the person who's left out in the cold. 30 minutes working. gone. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, okay, well, I did all that work for yeah. for nothing, so I'm working for free. And yeah. that's where it starts getting upsetting, and that's why, I mean, you want to start. Um, and that's why the relationships are important for me, too. It's like yeah. I want to I want to know where people are at and be able to book them. I want to see a load that's amazing. I, I got you guys. I got the whole team in a group chat, right? And I see yeah. those that have 6 7 $8 a month. I'm like, Bro, does anybody have a driver right. anywhere in this right. area? Contact the whole company. Let's go. And I mean, if, if we get it covered, awesome. I Can we get that I covered, by the way, or no? I try to give it to you guys first. Um, I didn't. Whatever I posted last time did not get covered. Ah, okay. What do you think would be a good uh, step in the right direction for a broker care relationship? Not just you know, you and us you know, as far as our work relationship, but just like in general, like what do you think would be a good way for us to start to improve? Like just, is it be more consistent or what would you think would be a really good step for, for us to take, you know, for us and then just moving into other, um, you know, other relationships as well. Help the most. Um, that's a, a interesting question. I feel like I guess just a little more flexibility, but that's not your guys' job is very difficult because you are are trying to convince drivers who are oftentimes hard headed. I mean, there's yeah. drivers are a different breed of people. They right. they're out on the road. They're doing this very tough job. Um, it's very demanding. Uh, they're away from their families. I get it. There's like they need to get paid adequately for it to make sense. Right. For them to do the job. The problem is that I guess I guess more just just more relationship, more calls, more reaching out. I always like to tell people um, I want to be your first call. I want to I want you to put my number on a post it in your wallet <laughs> next to a picture of your babies. And your wife. Like I want you to think of me before you go to bed when you wake up in the morning. Yes. I want you to say, I want you to say good morning. <laughs> but that's the. That's the way I, with the carriers I work with the most, you know, I mean, you know this, I call you every morning pretty much like, Hey, what do you got for what the you day? got? What you got? Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, but you're going to find the people that you like to work with and it doesn't yeah. always work out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I think that's really good to be personal. I just think that what, what we could each do is, is try to establish a relationship. 
um, yeah. and go to each other first before we hit the the boards, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's one thing that I really push with my team is I'd really try to encourage to go to your 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 specific relationships with different brokers first, like before you go to DAT. Like just go there first, be like, hey, you know, what do you got? You know, this is my trucks, this is where I'm at right now for this week. And then go to the low boards, be like, hey, okay, let me search Echo, let me search Coyote, let me search, you know, CH Robinson, let me search, you know, whatever I can in order for me to uh, to find the better freight. And most of the time, the freight on those boards are better. They're going to be better loads and be better freight. They're going to be just easier to uh, to work with. So I know we really try to um, encourage that. And I know for myself, it's like I want to work with those brokers that I know because if, if the load goes to crap, if something happens, if there's a problem, if there's an issue, that broker is going to be there. That, that guy is going to be there to help you and work through those issues. Um, they're going to be there to pay attention. They're going to be there to pay the lumpers at two o'clock in the morning. You know, that broker is really going to, to go to bat for you. Um, but it's hard because, you know, like, you know, especially with the way things are right now, it's like, there's a lot of money on the DAT board and it's super, you know, hard for, you know, younger dispatchers and ones that are just getting into it. It's like, Hey, let me just sort it through the highest rate off the that board. Let me just take that. Um, it's, pretty seems pretty easy it's not you know more in depth with talking to someone specifically but it can be a difficult challenge to overcome um especially when the rates are like right in your face like that you know and that i mean i i do the same thing i get into the i get into the office and i take our loads and i sort them by the the highest amount of dollars and those are the ones i and i see what lines up with my carriers yeah and i'm like okay well this is this is i know so-and-so does this lane I'm going to see if they have a truck first. Yeah. Yeah, I think our time is uh, kind of wrapping up here, but I just want to say thank you for you know coming on the on here and just talking about these uh, topics. I really appreciate getting you know a broker's perspective on what we talked about today because I think it'd be very useful to a lot of people um, because they're not really able to kind of hear that side of the story. So that was uh, very grateful for you to uh, to share that with me. So we appreciate that, and I know that you know hopefully we can kind of like bridge the gap between like that that broker carry relation you know you know bridge because i know back when i first started it was a lot of like just hatefulness towards the broker side and then i also got that from the brokers to carry side you know so i really think that this uh might allow some more uh opportunity to see the differences between each other but also work better um with each other so really appreciate you uh coming on board and talking with me about it today appreciate i yeah. appreciate you doing this the I think the podcast will bring us some kind of awareness sure. to people is very important. Um, and I hope it, I mean, provides some insight and, and does something to fix the disconnect that there does seem to be in the industry right now. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hungry for Rates. Be on the lookout for the next episode as we talk to an owner-operator, their experiences, and some really good topics over the road. See you then.